Welcome to God, Yay or Nay. I'm your host, Noor Kidwai. I'm here to find out how we grow, transform, and become our best selves. How we create meaning in our lives. Come join me on my journey. Welcome to another episode of God, Yay or Nay. This is your host, Noor Kidwai. Thanks for tuning in. My guest this week is Ryan Cote. Ryan is host of the podcast Morning Upgrade. He's an author and he runs a website on morning routines and self-development. And uh, you know that's exactly what I'm into is self-development, transforming yourself. And honestly, this was a great conversation about that. He uh, talks a lot about the different skills that he uses to transform himself and just... uh, just go along on his personal development journey. So I hope you guys enjoy. Please check me out on Instagram at NoorKidWai. Like and subscribe to the podcast. Give it a good rating. That always helps. And we're part of the Comedy Here Often podcast network on 604 Records. So check them out too. Let's get into this week's episode, everybody. My guest this week, Ryan Cote. Hey, welcome to another episode of God Yay. Or me. I'm here with my man Ryan Cote. Ryan, thanks for joining me, man. And you are nice, nice to be here. Excited to talk to you. Yeah, this is going to be great. So, uh, Ryan, you're part of the Morning Upgrade podcast. Um, a lot of what you talk about is about uh, morning routines, but you're also just so huge into personal development, becoming your best self, which is basically what I base my whole podcast on. So I, uh, I think you're just going to fit in so perfectly. Um, just give my audience just a little bit of a background on yourself and uh, how you got into this space. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Ryan Cote, like you mentioned, uh, married for 15 years to my wife, Bill. I have three daughters, 11, nine and seven, as we record this, um, keeps me busy, um, mm-hmm. and a little bit stressed, but good stress. Um, yeah, I'm in New Jersey. And like you mentioned, I run Morning Upgrade. I've got some businesses in my family too, marketing and roofing called Valentine. But uh, Morning Upgrade is another business that I run on the side. It's a passion project. It's my, it is my, it's two things. It's my attempt at adding value to the world and creating impact um, the best way I know how. And honestly, it's like a tool for accountability for me too, because I've got to create the content. I've got to run the podcast. I've got to learn new things. I've got to invest in myself. So I can show up the best I can for the for the site and for my audience, and so it's 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 an impact project, but it, it honestly is accountability for me too. So I love it. Yeah, that's sick. Um, also, uh, yeah, like morning routines. I guess th- these are like uh, pretty damn like well, important. I think, and like I know how powerful they can be. And like I'm not gonna lie, I just moved back uh, to Toronto from out west. I was out there and like just after this pandemic kind of get back into the thing. So I know my uh, morning routine's kind of been up and down. So I know how that inconsistency can kind of like bring other inconsistencies into your life. So uh, yeah, I was wondering like before you started doing this morning routine, like how was, what was your morning routine like before that? Or did you have any kind of consistency with it? Honestly, no. Um, I was into, I've been into personal development forever, like reading books and whatnot. Um, consuming specific types of content, but uh, I didn't have a morning routine. I would just get out of bed, snooze a couple of times, which is like the worst thing you can possibly do. Um, it really, in 2017 is when I really started to get more into it. I was going through some things with the business and personally, and I really started to look inward. I'm like, what can I do 
to improve the situation or at least help the situation. And that's when I came across Miracle Morning, Al Elrod, started down that path of the morning routine, um, started doing other things like boxing, stopped eating red meat. I was just trying to make big changes, cold showers, all of that. And, um, you know, over time, I've transformed the morning routine to what works best for me. To your point, yeah, during the pandemic, I let myself, like the start of it at least, I let myself slip out of the morning routine and I felt a difference. Like I felt myself in a funk. I was in a bad mood. I was eating uh, more poorly than I normally would. And so it kind of just sp spiraled out of control and I had to get myself back. And my answer to that is, you know, for me at least, is coming up with a morning routine that's like less than 30 minutes because I have no excuses. At one point I was doing like an hour and a half and it became, it became work. Like I was like, ah. Oh, I got to wake up so darn early before the kids. And I just felt that friction forming. And so I was like, I got to create a morning routine that's less than 30 minutes. And then I have no excuses. And now like I, it's my pillar habit and I do it. I mean, I've maybe missed twice, three times in six months. Cause I have okay. no excuses now. Nice. Nice. And uh, so when you decided to do a morning routine, how did you craft it? Well, so I think it, it's like anything with, with experience, you, you know, you, you see things differently. So I, I, I was going down the whole L, uh, Miracle Morning route, all the things that they subscribe, which is like the saviors, I think he says it's called. Um, and then I started playing around with different things. I was reading more, consuming more content, just being introduced to different concepts like journaling, gratitude practice, meditation, all of that. And then at least for me, like once I started experimenting more, I just started forming my own thoughts. Like, okay, I, I would actually do this, but not this. This works best for me. I don't think you, until you immerse yourself into it, it's really hard to come up with your own plan. I mean, you can start off by following a morning routine, like, like a miracle morning, but then over time, as you get more experience, you can craft your own. And that's what I did. I like sat down with a journal and I was like, all right, what's important to me? What's not, what can I do to compact it into that short window so that I never have an excuse not to do it. And that's how it happened for me. Nice. And, uh, okay. So, uh, yeah. I like that. So I guess you were reading a lot of different books and like get taken a little bit of everything, which is kind of cool. Like, honestly, that's exactly who kind of guy I was like. I love reading personal development books. And like I, I noticed like you just ended up taking like little pieces from each book that really like resonate with you and like end up helping mm -hmm. and changing your life. It's it's cool. Um, so when it came to your morning routine, when you were crafting it, uh, what were the ones that were more most important to you and what ended up sticking? Yeah, I'll give you a quick rundown of my morning routine. Um, and so, and I've I've got the morning upgrade cards. So I'm not trying to promote it, but it's just what I do. I take a card every morning and then I answer the questions, pen to paper, but you can use a journal, um, use, use a notebook. Um, and basically I answer I answer specific questions. So um, what is my what are, what is my number one priority for today? Like business-wise? Well, it could be priorities. It feels like two or three things. Um, what am I grateful for? What is my biggest win from yesterday? So I'm just pen to paper writing this stuff down. It's like very, it's very, um, what's the word? Meditative, I guess. Um, calming. Introspective and then, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that word better. Um, and then I write down who I'm going to reach out to today. It could be a friend, family, client, whatever. Who do I want to reach out to, to say hello, to encourage, to recognize, whatever. Um, and then I've got a space for journaling. So just journaling out my thoughts, not a lot, two or three minutes of it. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, uh, I exercise for five or six minutes, like, you know, 
shadow boxing with hand weights, um, burpees, something that's going to push me. It's not, I'm not, you know, it's a continuous movement for five or six minutes. And then I meditate uh, for five or six minutes using guided meditations on insight timer. Um, and then lastly, that's like my core routine. And then most recently I've started adding a few minutes of reading too, um, just to, you know, over time, just to get through more books. And so that's my morning routine. It takes me less than 30 minutes. Yeah. And I like how you said less than 30 minutes too, because like, like you said, when you get an hour, hour and a half, like that's daunting. And like, that's such an easy thing to like, pretty much just skip in the morning after like, you might be able to get through a couple weeks of that, but after a while it, it is daunting. You wake up in the morning tired. You're like, fuck, I'm not doing an hour and a half of this shit. <laughs> I have to look forward to it. I, I felt myself like, I felt myself dreading it almost. And not dreading it, but I felt the friction of like, ah. And especially when you factor in like vacations with the family, we're big into road trips now, where we're gone for three weeks. I need something that's just like quick and, and, uh, and even like thinking about to the road trips, I'll even condense it even quicker because I don't want to break the habit. If you ever read like Atomic Habits, keeping the habits going, even mm -hmm. if it's a small, lighter version of what you normally would do, but um, a, a more condensed version just to not break that cycle. I think it's just more about, I think it's really about being flexible and, and giving yourself a break and not being so hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. And you know, one thing you said in your morning routine that uh, I really loved is like reach out to somebody that day. I find that, uh, I find that a lot in personal development, a lot of the stuff that's sometimes missing is like the actual relationship parts. Like it's so important to have relationships around your life, whether it's like intimate, personal ones, family, friends, or just business, whatever it is, like those relationships are huge. And one good thing that you said, is like, I'm going to reach out to somebody today. Who is that going to be? So you would get that intention out there and then you actually reach out to somebody because that's something I, I'm bad at. Like, I, I can be like, oh, I have so many friends, but I don't reach out for them. But when you do that, you fucking strengthen that relationship. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I have to respect that one. I really like that one. Yeah, everyone wants to feel, everyone wants to feel like they're being thought of. And it's hard. Like, you're, we're all busy. And, and um, sometimes you have friends that you just don't have. It's not easy to see them. Using friends as an example, it's not easy to see them because maybe you live in different towns or your family friends are different in town. Um, like for example, I'll give you uh, for this morning. I wrote down my friend, my friend Jimmy from high school. I haven't spoken to him in a while. I know he's in the construction business and he's actually doing a project by my house. I passed by it the other day and he was on my mind because of all the delays with supplies and he's probably going through hell right now. And so I was like, I'm going to reach out to him and see how he's doing. And I haven't yet, but I will today after our call. So. Nice. Yeah, I like that. That's such a, I think that's a great habit to get into is just reaching out to everybody. It, it makes your connections just so much stronger over time. I can see how that just can like pretty much snowball into like building really solid like relationships that honestly, when it comes to personal development, that'll help you so much in like the long run. So I really yeah. like that. And the other thing I liked uh, how you were saying like, so you're doing a 30 minute routine. So it's something that you can stick with, but we all have times like how you said you go on a road trip or something, you may be a work trip or your life gets a little more hectic. And you were saying like, just shorten the time. Like if you're just meditating for five minutes, meditate for one minute. Like if you're, if you're freaking doing some exercise, do it for two or three minutes instead. Like just, you can shorten the time, but keeping that habit going that will just be able to make sure that you don't break that habit in the long run. Right. 
Yeah, exactly. And even like this morning, um, you know, the house was a little bit chaotic with my girls and just like, you know, sometimes it's like that. And I got through up to the point where I had meditated, but I still didn't do the five minutes of exercise. And I couldn't get to it because I had to get my daughter to school. And so I dropped her off to school and I came back and I finished it up the five minutes of exercise then. So it's like anything, just not, you know, you don't have to be perfect. You know, sometimes you got to be flexible. Mm-hmm. So I guess like personal growth, um, this is something that you like, it's a huge uh, thing that you're interested in. Eh? So uh, I wanted to know, uh, what, what do you call the personal growth gap? Because I saw that on your blog quite a bit. So I just wanted to kind of understand uh, what do you what do you mean by that? Yeah, I think I think if you're into personal development, like like me and you are, I think it's it really comes down to like the whole concept of like one percent better every day. Mm. That thought really intrigues me because I think it's a it's a worthwhile goal. Um, but then there's the gap. So like you know we're into personal development because the version of us is here, like version 1.0, and we want to get to version 2.0, like the best version of ourselves. And like guys like Ed Milet talk about this a lot. Uh, Brian Johnson, those are two that stand out to me, but it's the gap. Like, okay, you're here, version 1.0, and you're trying to get to the version 2.0 of yourself, whatever that looks like. And there's that gap in between, like where you are now and where you want to be. And how big is that gap? And how can you, how, how can you close the gap? And because um, the closer the gap, that means you're, the clo- you're closer to that version 2.0 of yourself. And so for me, that's where the morning routine comes in, the personal development come, strategies like the masterminds I'm part of, uh, books I read, the podcasts I listen to, the audible books I listen to, all these daily routines and decisions that will help close that gap so that I'm closer to the version of the person that I think I can be. Um, now, yes, that version could, once you get there, maybe that moves a little further away. So maybe the gap always exists to some extent. But that's like the journey that we're all on, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I like that. And uh, I, when you said like the books I read, the podcasts I listen to, this is something you try to make like a daily habit of or just like just something that you listen to all the time, just kind of like program your mind to think in that way. And to- yeah, yeah. I look, I look for, um, I mean, obviously the morning routine is the pillar habit. And I've got all the things that I'm checking off there. But then like when I'm in a car driving to work or wherever I'm going, I very rarely listen to the radio. Now you could say that's a bad thing, like I need to like relax, but I don't like listening to personal development related books or podcasts. To me, that is relaxing. I don't like, I like it. So mm. I look for opportunities to, uh, to do that. Like after lunch today, I'm probably going to go for a 30 minute walk and I'm going to listen to personal, I'm going to listen to content that's, that I like. So it's looking for opportunities to, you know, to inject that type of content into your life. Yeah, I like that, man. And uh, so when we're talking about this personal growth gap, like the person we're here and then like the person we want to get to, um, I know that's like, that's a journey. Like it it happens over time and like there's ups and downs. And like a lot of times we get into these funks and stuff. Um, When we get into a funk, like that's where we break our habits. That's where we go back to our old bad habits. That's where we start losing sight of that person we want to be um is this like you said you had a funk back in the pandemic so like I'm just wondering like how what happens when you get into a funk and how do you try to jump out of that yeah I like this topic a lot because like we're all imperfect human beings and I experience funks uh 
fairly regularly, not as regularly as I used to, but I think it's, you know, outside sources, the business stress and stuff with the family, it's easy to let yourself spiral out of control. Um, so what I do is, first of all, the morning routine now is a non-negotiable. Even if I'm in a funk, like I'm just not in a good mood, I'm still going to do the morning routine because I've said to myself that it's important. It's who I am. It's what I do. So I will continue to do it. I think the worst thing you can do is start to break your good habits when you're in a funk. Because mm-hmm. then it's just going to get worse. Think about mm-hmm. it. Like, mm-hmm. what, what chance do you have of getting yourself back if you're like, if you're breaking your good habits that keep you, keep you solid. And so yeah. I do the morning routine. Um, exercise always makes me feel better. Um, honestly, like sometimes I get into a funk because I feel like I'm not being productive um, or I'm not working on stuff that excites me. And so what I'll sometimes do to get myself out of a funk is I'll just work on projects and really double down on the activity to get, to make myself feel productive and accomplish things. Cause to me, accomplishment, achievement, it makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also rest, like getting more sleep, um, hanging out with friends and family. Um, it's all the stuff that makes sense, but when you're in a funk, it's very easy not to do it because you don't feel like doing it. But sometimes the feeling comes after the behavior. And so if you don't feel like doing it, it's because you're in a funk, but at least in my personal experience, doing the behavior, whatever that is, like forcing yourself to go out to lunch with a friend, forcing yourself to work on some business stuff. Sometimes that behavior creates the feeling. So um, I try to remind myself of that when I'm running a funk. Yeah. And like, uh, no, that's a great idea. And like, I love how you said, like, try to stick with your habits because that is the thing that a lot of people end up losing when they hit into a funk. And that, that, that is like an unnecessary thing that will definitely hold you back a little bit or, and I'll just make it harder to build those habits back up. So like, I, I do understand that. And I like how you said, like, yeah, go out with a friend. Like sometimes just being a, with a friend will just get your mood up. And like a lot of times about a funk is just trying to get back into a good mood where you feel energized and feel ready to go. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think like I'm sometimes in the best mood after I've had a night out with friends you know, going out to grab food and some drinks and whatever, you know, it's just like, we're all tribal. And so, you know, if you're around people that you enjoy, that's it's almost always an instant boost to mood. I've found mm-hmm. at least. A hundred percent. So now like, I, I know you're in business. I know like uh, you have family and stuff like this. Um, mm-hmm. So when we're going through this personal growth journey, there's always going to be obstacles. There's always going to be conflict. And uh, even just like reading your uh, blogs and stuff, I noticed like you're probably kind of like me. We're not very confrontational people. <laughs> and, like I probably don't like to be in like the uncomfortable positions that much. But uh, these things pop up. It's part of uh, it's part of the growth. It's part of life. It doesn't matter if you're into personal growth or not. This this shit pops up. So like right. when, when, how do you, uh, I just want to know what's your kind of mindset when you come around these things? Cause like, has it changed over the years? It definitely has. And this is a great topic because I'm, I'm, you're right. I'm not very confrontational. I'm not like meek or something or timid, but I just prefer to things to be okay. I prefer not, not to have to deal with challenges, but you know, the work that I've been doing on myself over the years, I've just, honestly, I just accept that challenges are just going to happen especially if you're out trying to make things happen, you know, like businesses and creating impact, like you just have a lot going on. The byproduct is that things are just going to happen. Like I think back, like my wife and I have some real estate property, uh, some uh, investments. And um, 
man, I mean, that alone has created just a plethora of challenges from mold to ceilings collapsing. Um, I remember being at work one day, getting a phone call from the realtor because our place had been vacant for two months and kind of stressing out about that. And I got a call. I was in a business meeting. I got a phone call from the real estate agent thinking it was good news. So I excused myself from the meeting thinking I was going to hear, oh, we got someone. She's like, um, it's a late issue. It's a long story, but water had been left on. We didn't know it. And Oy. the whole ceiling and the whole ceiling collapsed. Oy. So I had to like go back into the business meeting with that on my mind. <laughs> so, like, so to answer your question, I think it comes down to just accepting that challenges are going to happen. And then changing your mindset to, yes, this sucks, but I'm going to get through it and it's going to make me stronger, which it does. Think about it. Like if you don't go through challenges, how can you get strong enough to handle the challenges? It doesn't make sense. Like if you want to get strong, you would wait to get strong. And so um, if you think about it from those, from that point of view, like accept that challenges are going to happen and, um, and then know that they're going to make you stronger Yes, the challenges are still going to happen, but it makes it a little bit easier to cope with them. That's my approach. Yeah. And uh, if you accept it, like that's, I think that's like, and that's like what meditation is too. It's like just learning to accept what's in front of you. And you can like, really, you can really train your mind to be like that. I know like, so I don't know if I told you, but like, I'm a comedian. So like, mm -hmm. uh, and I just moved back to Toronto because now everything's kind of opened up again. So I've been like uh, starting a few shows and everything. And I remember I'm like, I came back and I'm like, I remember right away. I'm like, ah, shit. Like when you started shows, there's that like, you know, there's that up and downs of starting a show and like trying to fill up a place, get people in. But this time I came in with this, like the just the proper mindset of it. So like when a show doesn't go my way, I like, like you said, I just uh, accepted it. And I'm like, Hey, this is going to make me stronger and I can push through. And you back in the day, those used to call cause me so much stress and that those like a bad show could put me into a funk, but because of the proper mindset that I have now, it's, it's been a lot better. Like I honestly, if a bad show happened, it was fine. And I moved on to the next one and all of a sudden it's great. And I'm all energized and stuff. And now I kind of understand that process but it is, it's true. It's training the mind to understand that this shit happens, like conflicts happen and it's just accept it. And sometimes even look forward to it, look at it. Like this is something that's going to help me grow. Yeah. And I, I, some, you know, I also, um, like I had to hire a coach a while back and we were talking a lot about mindset and he was like, when you're in conflict, this is going to kind of sound woo a little bit, but just, just try it. And it helps a lot. Like, like when something bad happens or I get an email from a client that's like upsets me, I still feel triggered a little bit. I still have the feelings. Mm -hmm. And he was saying when that happens, like pay attention to those feelings, just stop and like focus on them and like really think about them. And, and why are you feeling that way? What does it feel like? And oftentimes when I do that, it starts to just dissipate for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. He said, try it. And it actually does kind of work. Um, and so, and I love that year with the comedian stuff. That's, that's like the uh, ultimate uh, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone because I, I don't know if I could do that you know yeah man uh, like yeah a hundred percent um and like that's the thing I that's I think why like personal growth has been so important to me is just because like it's I think it's always a constant like jump out of your comfort zone but right. anything anything honestly like I'm just learning about personal growth and doing this podcast and like talking with everybody from different areas of life it's always about getting out of your comfort zone and uh 
it doesn't matter if you're doing personal growth or not, you're going to get pushed out of your comfort zone eventually. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> but uh, so you work with a, a coach, eh? Like I'm wondering, like, that's one thing I've never were, worked with, but I'm wondering, did that actually like, was that, did you find that really helpful? Yeah. So I've had, um, let's see, in 2021, I did, I had two coaches. One was more business related. One was more mindset related. It was short-term, short-term coaching uh, routines. It wasn't like a ongoing thing because I have, I'm also part of three masterminds. And so I kind of get what I need from that. Um, I hired these other two coaches because they had very specific specialties with, with mindset and um, the business coach was more about like system and processes. So it was the first time I've done it. I thought it was really helpful. Um, to me, the masterminds is really where it's at. Like, um, well, coaches can you, too, uh, yeah, maybe uh, tell my audience what a mastermind is just in case if uh, they don't know it. Yeah, absolutely. So a mastermind, it depends on, they're all a little bit different, but for me, it's you, like actually right before we jumped on our interview, I had one of my mastermind calls. There was 10, 10 of us in the, in the meeting and you basically just talk through challenges, personal, professional, um, you read books together. Um, you know, it's a way to, you know, the, the group will hold you accountable. So like you say, you want to achieve this, well, they're going to hold you accountable. And so it's a way just to build relationships, to push yourself out of your comfort zone to make connections, which I just said that relationships um, and to achieve your goals, you know? And who, uh, how did you pick the people in your mastermind group? How did you guys find each other? Um, it's a structure like, you know, I'm in part of a iron sharpens iron is called I'm also part of the legendary life community. And so these were established groups already. I just joined and they said, okay, you're going to be part of this group. Oh, okay. And, okay. And so it's already a structured thing. Um, and like with anything you get, what you put out of it, like I never miss unless I absolutely have to. And when I go to these meetings, I come with a full cup the best I can. And, um, you know, been great and you just uh so it's a good kind of thing because you guys push each other hold each other accountable is that uh, the main thing that you kind of get out of it yeah yeah and, and also like you know for example like the mastermind i was just part in part of uh for our call here some of the some of the guys in the group they're like mega high achievers and it makes me feel like i need to do more okay. and I, you know and so that, that comparison even though i don't think comparison is good Sometimes like that general, gen, uh, that gentle nudge, like push yourself to do more. It's helpful because I'm mm -hmm. inspired by them. They inspire me to, to try to do more and to maybe do something that I didn't think I could, you know, and I, that, that helps a lot. No, I like that. And also, hey, when you're around super high achievers like that, sometimes if you're around them all the time, you start picking up on whatever they're giving off. So it, it kind of rubs off on you, right? It does. Yeah. Like Jim Rohn, the you're the average of the five people you hang out with. It's mm -hmm. So it's very similar to that. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Um, and that's actually a good uh, thing when we talk about high achievers and like fulfillment and happiness. I'm trying to, uh, what do you think about, because uh, like I know a lot of this personal growth, I know a lot of people who sometimes get too involved with it and it just kind of ends up almost sucking the energy out of them and like, like they might get some success, but like their life doesn't feel fulfilled or they don't feel happy and stuff like that. How do you balance off both of those things? So like working on myself and not letting it get <clears throat> too intense. Well, like not letting it get into your happiness. Cause like at the end of the day, you want like success should make you feel fulfilled and happy and like have like, it should be part of your whole life. Cause like, 
I know a lot of people get into this and then they just focus on one aspect of it. Sometimes just the success and money is part of it. And then like the rest yeah. of their life kind of falls apart. Like, how do you make this a little bit more of everything for you? I mean, I, I think I, first step is just being aware of what's important to you and then what needs your attention. Like it's impossible, like the whole work-life balance, it's really, it's really impossible to achieve that. It's more about like rebalance, like, okay, um, I'm working a lot in my business because I have to right now, but then, okay, I noticed that my kids need more of attention, more of my attention or my health needs more attention. And so more, it's more about just keeping your awareness, at least how I approach it. And then um, trying to reshift my focus where I think it's needed. Um, I also try to prioritize fun too. Like my wife and I, we, 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 we like to go out and have a good time, go out to dinner and then go some, go, uh, you know, go bowling and just like things that are fun. Like we do the road trips. And so, you know, fun is important. And then just, I think really just thinking inward too, like, am I fulfilled? Am I working on things that matter to me? Um, just having that awareness, try not to let yourself get so in the zone where you're not being present and you're not being aware of what's important to you, what you're working on. It's sometimes it's very easy to just get into that, that zone where you're not really even thinking about what you're doing or what you're working on. Mm -hmm. and, um, and that's like where the journaling comes in. That's where the meditation comes in. All the all the stuff that we've, that we've been talking about. Yeah, and uh, honestly, that uh, the journaling, how powerful is that? Like, so that's one my morning routine right now. I do a thing called the morning pages, where I just wake up and the first thing I do basically is write three pages, and uh, it's just like a free writing, and it basically gets whatever is out in my mind out. I, a lot of times, I talk about what happened the day before, and like. It's, it's been like so powerful for me. And um, like you said, that journaling just helps build that awareness so much. Eh? Like it, you just become so much aware of like what's going on in your life and what you need to work on. And like what you said, what's important to you? Because that's a big question. That's different, a different answer for all of us. And you really have to understand that uh, answer for yourself. Like what's important to me, right? Yeah, you have to know, because otherwise you just kind of, you're just kind of drifting through life to an extent, you know, um, it takes time though. It takes a lot of work and like no one has it figured out totally, but, mm -hmm. um, I'm more clear now what's important to me, my businesses, my family, my friends, and then trying to be intentional with, you know, if those are important to me, make, be intentional about making time for each of those things. But yeah, life gets in the way sometimes and it's hard to be perfect at it. Yeah. And I like how you, your journaling exercise, you have like the prompts, like your questions, like I, I forget exactly how you worded them, but like the questions of like, what do I want? Like, what do I need to do today? What am I grateful for? And like stuff like that. Th those are, those are good prompts. I, I might even actually have to try a few of those because like that, uh, that gets your mind set in such a good way. First thing in the morning. I love that. It does. And I'm trying to do it with my kids now too. Like, um, you know, we, we do gratitude practice and um, they're pretty receptive to it. You know, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of like what kind of nighttime routine I have to read to them a little bit, do gratitude practice, just trying to introduce that stuff to them because they're not going to, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Like they're not going to think about gratitude practice or journaling. Why would they, you know, until yeah. I'm mentioning it to them. Ha, 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 ha. Nice. Uh, yo, so like, I bet you we've like read so many of the same books. Um hmm. Can I uh, maybe ask you, like, pick your brain, like, uh, what are some of the most influential books, like, uh, that you've read, maybe why they were influential for yourself? Yeah, um, I mean, there's the classics, like, How to Win Friends and Influence People, that's that's always timeless content. I like The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. I like Slight Edge. 
Um, I like the one thing. Uh, what else? Oh, actually, one book I'm reading right now, one author that I'm really into right now is Robin Sharma. You heard of oh, Robin? Oh, yeah. I know Robin. I never read his book, though. Because, oh, like, was, got... he, was he the 5 a.m. club? He's 5 a.m. club, which I haven't read. I should. But he's got a book called The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. Oh, I then... read that one. That's a great book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's really good content. But the book I'm reading right now from him, it might be one of my new favorites. It's um, called Every Everyday Heroes Manifesto. And basically it's his, it's like 400 pages of just all the work that he's done on himself up to this point, which is just like, God knows how many hours and all that stuff, but the money he spent, it's all his lessons condensed into like a 400 page book. So really short chapters. And uh, the way he thinks is really interesting. And thus the way he writes is really interesting. And so that book is, um, I'm like, hmm, 25% through it. Cause I, I read a, a few pages in the morning okay. and uh, that that's probably my new favorite book. Everyday Heroes Manifesto. I think it came out last year. Okay. And like, uh, why is it resonating with you so well? It's just like information he's providing, like the, the stories he's telling. He's just got a way. He's like a master storyteller. And this really resonates with me. Um, it makes me think differently and it's content that's different than other books that I read. So I just, I find it really interesting. That's awesome. No, I, I, the monk who, uh, sold as Ferrari was like a really good book on just like yeah it's like very spiritual and uh, self-development like which is just like both of the things I really love so it would like resonate with me quite a bit yeah uh, that uh, compound effect of book is that the kind of like the one percent better every day kind of thing it is it, it really is it, and that's where it comes from it's it's really about um it changes your mindset it shifts your mindset into um I say this, not discounting the small efforts that you make. So think about it. Like if like you're, if you're trying to lose weight and you're going to the gym every day for 30 minutes, day to day, you might not feel that different. But if you look at it like month after month, those results start to compound. And so for me, it was important that book because um, like I try to take action every day on certain goals. And in the moment, it might not feel like I'm achieving much, but then I have to remind myself, no, like these results are going to compound. It's like the meditation I do in the morning. It's only five or six minutes, but compound a day after day, month after month, it really adds up. And so sometimes you don't need to swing for the fences. And that's, it's been an important reminder of that book. Yeah. And uh, th that takes so much stress off of you too, when you uh, like look mm -hmm. at it that way, because like, I know exactly what you're saying. Like when you do something small, like that's also with my writing, like how you're, I, I make sure I write every day. But some days, like when like life gets a little stressful or I have a bunch of shit going on, I'm like, oh, no. But like, it's just like, all right, just go right for five minutes, 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And like and sometimes you just end up getting in the groove and you go for like a half hour, hour and you're like, all right, nice. But uh, it's true. Like, you know, if you just keep at it and just do a little bit, like it, it really adds up. And like, it's so funny to, like, to see those, like just to see it change over time. Yeah, I think it also changes your identity too. Like, you know, um, you know, it makes you feel different about yourself. Like you're sticking with your habits. You're the kind of person that does that, you know, and, and then you don't want to let yourself down, you know, keeping the, keeping the promise to yourself that, yeah, I'm going to get up in the morning. And even if I don't feel like it, I'm going to do my morning routine. Uh, I don't feel like writing today, but you know what? I'm going to do it for a few minutes and see how it goes. So just keeping the promise to yourself. I think that's a, a big thing. Mm-hmm. All right, Ryan, this was about amazing. I got one more question. It's the name of the podcast. So uh, Ryan Cote, 
God, yay or nay? Can I answer it with more, more words than that? Oh, as many words as you want, man. <laughs> so I'll be honest. I'm not, I'm not a religious person. Um, I consider myself a spiritual person. I don't go to church. Uh, I'm Catholic, but I don't go to church. Um, but I'm a spiritual person. I believe that I don't have my thoughts fully ironed out on this. Um, but I believe that obviously there's something greater than us because how would this all just come up here? And so I, I believe there's, there's a, something bigger than us. I just don't know what that is. Um, but I'm also a spiritual person. Like I try to work on like my soul and uh, like the whole stoicism concept and that, that kind of content. And so I don't know if that answers your question, but that's, that's, uh, that's the best, like, best answer I've got. I'm <laughs> like, Hey man, I'm kind of the same way. Like uh, not religious at all, but spiritual. Um, I, was, I was wondering like just your whole journey with personal growth. Has that affected your spiritual out spirituality at all? I think it has. Cause like, you know, I joined the optimized coach program this year too. Um, and a lot of it's based on like spiritual lessons and stoicism and um, not necessarily religion, but it kind of gets close to it. And so I like, for me, I just try to, I try to, I try to, I try to get myself around stuff that's a little bit different than I'm not used to. Like one of my masterminds is very religious and very Christian. Not that they push it in your face, but that's like the predominant makeup of the group. And I was fine with that because, like, you know what? I, let, me, let me expose myself to new ways of thinking and stuff like that. And so, as I go down this journey, I'm never afraid to. I'm always looking for ways to consume different types of content because you might learn something, you know? Oh, yeah. No, I love that. Um, all right, Ryan. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, let my audience know about your podcast, about uh, your website, anything else you want to promote, please. Uh, yeah, please let them know, man. Yeah, this was really fun. Love talking about this stuff. So, <laughs> appreciate it. So yeah, it's, um, you know, I'll give you both sites, business and, you know, morning upgrade. So morningupgrade.com, you go there, you can find the podcast, the blog, the, the book I wrote, the morning routine cards. Um, and then my marketing, you know, my family business marketing agency is ballantine.com. Like the beer, but uh, no, no relationship. <laughs> awesome. All right, uh, Ryan, uh, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks for having me. All right, that was another episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please like and subscribe to the podcast. Give it a good rating. That always helps. And share it with like-minded people. I really do appreciate that. You can check me out at NewerKidY on Instagram or check out my website, NewerKidY.com. You can see my comedy. You can see my comedy dates that are coming up and all that other information. We're part of the comedy here often, Podcast Network on 604 Records. But I'll see you next time on another episode of God Yay or Nay.